Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. Kyle Krabs is also here producing this show. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information. No matter what you want to wager on, you can find it over at Bet Online. They have NFL and NBA, but also NHL and golf, tennis, boxing, esports. You can name it. You can find it over at Bet Online. Super easy to use website that's available on your desktop, your mobile device. They got a lot of cool stuff going on over there. Live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 100% instant deposit bonus with your first deposit. You got to use our promo code, though, Believe, to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Fast Food Day to you. Happy. National Fast Food Day to you as well. The last fast food that you consumed was what? Oh, um, Chick-fil-A. You you, I was going to say, you, you have to expect if you bring something in that I'm going to have some kind of follow. You looked very caught off guard that I asked yeah, that Yeah, because I, I wanted to get it, answer it correctly, and I was racking my brain, and I had uh, uh, Chick-fil-A the other day well, a couple days ago. look. Don't work too hard here, all right? Chris is off in outer space, so it's just the two of us. And if you go down, then draft dude's going to be a pretty miserable experience. So just hang in there. Don't work too hard. Sorry, I, I stress the brain a little bit here as we get ready to roll mm. uh, on this Wednesday episode of the show. Joe, I do have to admit, Dolphins are on the bye week this week. So kind of look at across the NFL landscape. And I can't help but notice that Western New York is being called for several feet of snow potentially this weekend. Is is that normal for November, <laughs> it, it, like before Thanksgiving? Is this like standard order of operations for for you guys? Just because I, I I heard that and I was like, oh wow, like Cleveland going up there, two lake effect teams. That'll be fun in the snow if it does indeed manifest itself. So uh, just just wanted to to get you real quick here before we get started. Your thoughts on that as we have the the weekend on the horizon. I know that it's not uncommon, you know, (laughs) what a world, what a world. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What's interesting about the snow is it's supposed to be like a start Thursday type situation and finish up on Sunday. And so I I, I wonder how much of the game is going to be impacted. It feels like the, the bigger implication for people is going to be traveling. Yeah. Like getting, getting to town. So um, we'll see. They got some new snow plows out there. Yeah, get on a boat, sure. Yeah, it's... right. Like they, they're on Erie, right? Like you, you could. Oh God, draft dudes do geography. Oh, geography. A boat trip up Lake hold Erie. On, hold on, hold on. Can it be done? I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check. I would have Chris do it, but Chris, Chris told us to kick rocks this week. Chris, so Chris said, "Hey guys, I won't be there for the Monday show, but uh, that'll yeah, be just, it. just get it locked." No, in. no, the Tuesday. Well, the, it was a Tuesday. Sh- it was, I don't remember. It was one. No, day. it was, it was the. Yeah, it was supposed to just be the Tuesday, Tuesday. show. Yes. Uh, sources can confirm you can get on a boat in and from Cleveland and take just Lake Erie, and go to Buffalo. All right. Well, you okay. could go all the way from Buffalo to Erie to Cleveland to Detroit just on Lake Erie and wow. Toledo tucked in there as well. Because uh, cause that's how uh, lakes work, is the, the land surrounds it all the way around and you can get on the water and get off at any spot in the lake. So, fun if, fact. If you've done that, if you've went from Buffalo to Detroit in a boat, we need to hear from you. Let we need to know. hear from you, yeah, please. We, we need to hear from you, please. All right. Uh, we got to check the tape today. I don't have any idea what your topic is. I know what mine is. It's a wide receiver day today. Oh, you got a wide receiver too. I do. Yeah. 
But is he really a wide receiver one? Um, I think he will be down the road. Mm-hmm. He was a fantasy wide receiver one on Sunday. Are we going to talk more about Justin Jefferson? <laughs> no, Christian Watson is my guy today. It's like my guy. I've seen enough. Yeah, no, Mercy. I, I, I wouldn't subject uncle. you to that. Yeah, I call uncle. I've had enough. Um, <laughs> good player, man. Jesus Christ. What a player. Uh, okay, so we have two receivers to talk about and tear maker uh, in the spirit of uh, the holiday we're celebrating today. So. Um, all right. What do you want to go first with Mr. Watson or do you want me yeah. to cook up a little rice here first? Yeah, I, I can do that. I, that's okay. all what you did there. Very clever. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Christian Watson, second round pick Green Bay Packers was their top choice to add to the wide receiver room. You have four receptions for 107 yards and three touchdowns uh, in the comeback win against the Dallas Cowboys and Aaron Rodgers getting the revenge on Mike McCarthy and all that like fun stuff. And like, yeah, okay. But Christian Watson, I thought what was what was interesting was the ways in which he got his reps and the the ways in which he made his production. I think is still very much within the realm of expectation for what you would have expected for Christian Watson coming out of North Dakota State. Where did you where what dynamic of, of playing the wide receiver position was Christian Watson best best at at North Dakota State? Oh, that's interesting. The the dynamic he was best at, yeah, uh, being big and fast and strong. And and what kind of route? Vertical. Vertical. First touchdown that he had, fifty, nearly a 60-yard touchdown. It was a third and one, and they take a play-action shot play, and he's got press coverage on the outside. And he runs through it, and he stacks the corner, and he makes a good adjustment to the ball and runs through kind of the tackling space at the catch point and runs in and scores a touchdown, right? So, oh, okay, cool. It's exactly what you did at North Dakota State. It's exactly the kind of way that you would expect Christian Watson to win at the NFL level. And, of course, if we all remember at the beginning of season, he had one of those targets down the field, and he dropped it. Everybody lost their mind. Oh, my God, like Christian Watson, geez. And we didn't hear from him for two months, right? Like I think he has 178 receiving yards on the year, and 107 of them came against the Cowboys this week. The second one, what I really liked about it was that they put him in a bunch set and they did a switch release and he was off the line of scrimmage, but he ended up lining up on the outside part of the bunch and they did the switch release and he did a crosser across the middle on a fourth and seven, I think it was. Um, And just you talked about being big so you feel good about his ability to play in traffic and play amongst bodies over the middle of the field and you talked about him being fast well if you're going to play man coverage or if you're going to try and pass off routes out of a bunch and you got that kind of speed that's uninterrupted because it's off the line of scrimmage carrying across the middle of the field seems like a a losing formula for a guy to try and stick in his hip pocket And sure enough, that was where the second touchdown came for Christian Watson. And the third one, he was actually on the line of scrimmage and ran another route that broke across the middle and just no contact. And um, I I kind of observed that for Christian Watson and that that last touchdown. I was like, man, like I think the, the best way you could try to offset the things that Christian Watson does well is by playing in his face, right? Because, yeah, he's a physically tough guy to press, but coming out of North Dakota State, his release package was not one of the things that I think anybody would have pointed to and identified as being a refined part of his skill set. So two out of the three touchdowns I look at and I tip my cap to Green Bay and I say, hey, you know, shot play on third and one uh, on your own side of the 50, play action pass. It's a good time to call that play. Good ball, good adjustment. Hey, you put him off the line of scrimmage, switch release, get him a free release carrying across the middle of the field without contact, really nice play design there. And the last one was just kind of like, we didn't want to touch him. We we didn't want to get him there. So I say all that to say this, like I'm excited for Christian Watson to make the most of an opportunity and kind of live up to the potential that so many people, I know Ryan Fowler, I mean, between that and the the Eagles losing to the, the commanders on Monday night football, Ryan Fowler might be the, uh, riding the highest high of his life here. I don't know. I don't know what his other personal experiences are in life, but he was like Christian Watson, number one fan. And uh, obviously he's a big commanders guy too. So um, 
I don't think he did anything exceptional beyond the things that you already knew that Christian Watson did well. So now the challenge for Green Bay is in the midst of y'all going to win some football games. Y'all need to find some life in the passing game. Pound the rock and turn into a play-action shot play type offense and give him two or three of those shots in every game you play the rest of the year. It would be negligence not to. And whether you trust him, if you're Aaron Rodgers, and you quote, I'm using air quotes here, trust Christian Watson or not, it doesn't matter anymore. It's go time. You got to have your guys on the field that are not just, oh, well, I like this guy or, oh, I, I know he's going to. If you if you got to make corrections on the sideline or if you got to make corrections coming out of the huddle, and, and I'm not saying that's the case with Christian Watson, but like this, the extenuating circumstances don't matter. Christian Watson gives you a better chance to win football games because of the parts of his game, the skill set that he illustrated, which are the exact same strengths that he had when he was at North Dakota State. So lean into those, buy into those, and give him more chances to do that. And if you do, I don't think you'll be sorry for it. Um, I, I don't want to deviate away from the touchdowns and the good things because that's the main part here. But like, I am a little bit curious of what you learned um, in seeing the two drops because I know that he had a couple of drops in this game. Were they focus issues? What what happened there? And are you surprised that? Aaron was still willing to target him in some really key moments. Um, yeah, the the drops have been a problem all year, right? And it's it's not it's not for a lack of of skill. I think it's you know trying to do too much before you secure the catch. So if you want to classify that as a concentration drop, I think you can. Um, but whether Aaron trusts him with more like it doesn't matter at this point as far as i'm concerned like you you have to make some plays and you're gonna have to live with the good and the bad and then i know there's a whole uh debate in regards to the value of drops and how impactful they are and oh what their true cost is but whether he drops a couple balls or not you have to create more space for your running game in addition to everything else. You know, you, so whether it's the chicken or the egg, whether you, you have success running the football and then you have the opportunity to take some shots or you take a couple shots down the field and it loosens up the safeties on the back end, even if he drops it. Like this, this offense just can't exist in a world in which Christian Watson drops a pass and we say, oh, we're not going to throw it to him the rest of the, the, rest of the game. Mm. Like they, they, they don't have that luxury. And I hope Aaron Rodgers embraces that the rest of the way because it's how the Packers are going to have success. But yes, concentration drops have kind of been a thing throughout the course of the year. Aaron Rodgers, 7.2% of his passes are dropped this year. That's seventh in the NFL. Seventh highest? Seventh highest, that's right. Uh, Uh, What's the highest number? uh, 10.9. 10.9. Is this a good quarterback? Is it a good quarterback? Um, no. It's Daniel Jones, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. Daniel Jones is up there at 8.2 fifth. Okay. Um, That's not a bad guess. Think of an older version of Daniel Jones. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. How's that, that for comps? People say comps are bad, but right, all you with- needed was that. Hey, <laughs> nail it down. Number two, Russell Wilson, uh, 9.4, Trevor Lawrence, 3, 8.5, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Jalen Hurts, and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, On the bottom side of things, we've got three quarterbacks that are enjoying a drop rate of under 3%. uh, Their names, (laughs) Marcus Mariota, Mac Jones, and Geno Smith. Uh, Jeez Louise. Exactly what you would expect. Hey, real quick, before we move on, I just want to show you this. Okay. Ignore what's going on with my camera right now. I obviously have a, I'm not using my actual. What am I supposed to look laptop. at if I'm ignoring what's I'm gonna, going on? I'm, I'm going to show it to you here in okay. just a second. Okay. But what did you think of Christian Watson as a route runner coming I, out of North Dakota State? It's, it's, it's room for improvement, right? Guy that you kind of thought would win a lot on the horizontal or the vertical plane and, you know, needed to expand his tree, that type of stuff. So just look at these routes. Hmm. 
Would you? I mean, out of the one, or for, these are the targets. He was targeted seven times, correct? There's, yeah, there's like two horizontal breaks in the entire thing. I, I was gonna say, yeah, we, we we ran five straight lines to catch the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, but whether they are straight lines vertically down the field or they are straight lines in condensed sets that push across the field as crossing routes, you still had success with that. But I do think things like this are kind of a really cool visualization of like what we thought for Christian Watson as a player coming out of North North Dakota state, acknowledging that like, he's a very exciting talent. We think he's going to be very good, but you, you just have to live in a world where you you don't ask him to run a bunch of hard angled routes until he gets better at it. So that that's my check the tape for Christian Watson. This could have been used tomorrow for no one cares about your fantasy team, but uh, yeah, I, I just really kind of enjoyed diving into the the Packers and Christian Watson. So brought it to the table today. Are you in? A, are you in? Are you a little bit on, in on the Packers or no? No. Oh, wow. Okay. My just my Packers this year. Team team culture is the concern here, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to be concerned about, but right. I think I think they could do it. They can they can make it interesting, but they've left themselves like at this point in the right. schedule, there's zero margin for error right now for Green Bay. And if they lose a tough one, if they lose one more that they're not supposed to, I'm just worried that it's gonna snowball. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything to refute there. I just I feel like they have. They have enough. They have enough to do it, but we'll see. All right. Uh, I want to talk about wide receiver Rasheed Rice out of SMU. Very excited about this football player. Um, I don't know if we said this on the podcast yet or not, but this week starts our final film assessment process at the Draft Network. So yeah. to this point, we've done, you know, preliminary watches, you know, strengths and weaknesses. Um, but now we're, this is it. You, you put, you take off whatever glasses you had on and you put that lens on that is the critical time to finalize everything that I think about you in terms of your skill set on tape. And so, um, with that in mind, obviously with the senior bowl invitations kind of rolling through, we're going to prioritize early on those, those guys that are going to the senior bowl and Rasheed Rice is one of those guys that came through that I, I knew that I had to very quickly um, turn my attention to his game and get a feel for it. And so watched him over the summer, and I knew that he was having a great year. And I remember watching him over the summer. I was wanting more volume. I was wanting him to play more than just in the slot. Um, I was wanting him to validate that the drop issues that we saw from him in 2020 were still going to be gone in 2022 that he fixed in 2021. And that's what I've really enjoyed about our process, man. I've been watching SMU for like three years now, right? So I've I've kind of been on this journey with him and a lot of other players. And I'm happy to say that Rasheed Rice is playing his very best football right now. Uh, he's getting the volume. He's leading the FBS in receiving yards this year. So if that tells you anything about the volume of opportunity he's, that he's getting, he's playing like over 90% of his snaps outside after playing majority of them in the slot last year. Um, and and I would say the drop problems are mostly still gone, but uh, it's still kind of a kind of an issue for him. But when, when I watch for C. Rice, you're, you're first of all, you, you see a really sturdy frame. You know, you see wide receivers that are all different shapes and sizes. But I think, you know, he's going to come in around 6'2", over 200 pounds, over 33-inch arms. So there's a, there's a really nice frame to work with here, and I like his athleticism. I think he's got the twitch and elusiveness to uncover quickly and, and really get off the line in a variety of ways and get in and out of breaks. But also he's got that, that explosive burst to really win vertically and kind of just run away from coverage at times. And so I, I, I like the physical profile here. Um, and he's just a ball winner, right? Like not that he makes a living in contested situations, but the body control, the balance, his ability to work the sidelines, his ability to time his, his, his leaps and win in the air. I mean, he's got all that stuff, man. Um, just a very savvy tracker of the football and getting himself in spots to win. And he does, he wins very consistently and he's, you know, to go with his separation skills. And he's got that. One of my favorite things about him is just how he can catch a football 
and immediately get himself in position to make that first guy miss and then just get meaningful yards after the catch. So, like, there's just a very completeness about his skill set and what he showcases in my belief that he can win at all three levels of the field. And, you know, you're, you just kind of have to really poke holes to, to – to find things that you're concerned about, although I, I certainly can find those things. I, I think most notably it's going to be just developing and expanding his route tree, kind of coming from a spread offense at SMU, um, being able to run more routes, but also do it with less space, right? You know, there's going to be tighter sets in the NFL that he'll be responsible for being a part of. And I think just acclimating to that will be necessary. I don't really have any doubt that he lacks any physical skill needed to run a full route tree, but it is something that he will have to acclimate to. And then, you know, while he does make some really otherworldly catches, I still want to see him be a little bit more consistent finishing and, and drops like they were like 17% drop rate in 2020. He got it down under 2% last year. And now it's back around 10%, right? So like there's just some variance there. I would love for him to find a little bit of consistency, but my gosh, there's there's a really, really exciting skill set. And I think he has the type of ability to be – like an impact starter, top two, three option at the next level uh, as part of a really good passing game in the NFL. So I'd like you to, if you can, put him on a, a lexicon for me, okay? And I, I know who your comp is, and I know it's uh, – I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, sure. right? But I would love to go down the rabbit hole of mid-major, air raidy spread wide receivers in recent memory. Like, are there any names that kind of mirror the same resume beyond like not even from a production standpoint, but from a skill set standpoint that come to mind for you to kind of just help me finalize the picture that you've painted? (sighs) Man. Um, it's easy to say Danny Gray <laughs> because of right. the role same, same in system. the school. And so, so you feel like he plays the Danny a, a similar role to what Danny Gray did in his the same last offense. Year. His last year at SMU, yeah, I do. Um, man, that's tough. So, I'd, uh, Chris, go ahead and pull up the NFL draft history for wide receivers and – I'm scrolling through myself right now. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling it up as well just to kind of pull some names that are mid-major. So you have okay, uh from this past year, you have Sky Moore, Alec Pierce, Jalen Tolbert, Danny Gray at 105. Those Jaylen are a couple Tolbert names. Jalen Tolbert might that be the one that's pop. most similar in that group. Okay, so then the 2021 class. You have Dwayne Eskridge, which I know you're going to sell hard on. Um, Jalen Darden at North Texas, kind of a quiet year for Marquez Stevenson. This was a quiet 2021 was a quiet year for yeah. major wide receivers. Uh, 2020, we have and get out of here listing Antonio Gibson with the wide receivers yeah, as weird, goofy. Right? Gabe Davis, UCF. Antonio Gandy, Golden, Liberty. Much ahead, more dynamic. Both, both of those guys, he's way more dynamic. Uh, John Hightower, Boise State. <laughs> uh, maybe so. <laughs> I like some things about John Hightower, but... Uh, the, I, I think, think if Hightower I, got a bigger opportunity, he could probably be a little more productive. Maybe so. I think player. maybe athletically in some of the variants with catching the football, but I think that... I think Rasheed's a much better prospect. So I got uh, – we'll go two more years. See if no. something can stick here. <laughs> well, the, I don't think that there are anything that – it Toledo, Deontay Johnson. Nope. Um, EJ Speed, Tarleton State. Nice yeah. nice pick for uh, for Chris Ballard and company. Travis, <laughs> Travis Fulgham's – this sounds like the antithesis of everything that you've just said. Yep, <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting anywhere, my <laughs> he guy. said Rasheed Rice is <laughs> – um, okay, Cortland Sutton, SMU 2018. Uh, Michael Gallup, Colorado State. Maybe. Traquan Smith, UCF. I mean, th- th- these kind he of blocks, feel more like the like players. Smith. Okay. Nobody, will, nobody will ever 
uh, like draft him because of his blocking, but he is that guy as a blocker. He's a lot like Denzel Mims as a blocker. And I think, again, we'll keep the main thing the main thing here, but Denzel Mims has like found himself for the Jets because of his work as an insert as blocker. blocker in that offense, right? Like, and I think Rasheed gives you all of that as well. So that's just kind of a cherry Interesting. on top with Interesting. him, man. He is a okay. good, good blocker. Okay, so kind of on the Traquan Smith lexicon, maybe John Hightower is the low watermark. Traquan Smith was uh, drafted 91st. You expect him to get drafted a little higher than that. And I certainly I, – I don't – necessarily love any of it that we just right. went it, listen it's an inexact science sure right? sure i i honestly think this past year was probably the best best kind of range a sky more 54 uh alec pierce 53 jalen tolbert 88 like that that's kind of a nice sample size of names and i know you kind of picked up on tolbert from a skill set perspective but yeah. a guy who's more physical yeah yeah um yeah, if you play that Shanahan offense, by the way, uh, go ahead and get yourself a dog at wide receiver who can block because he's going to play a ton of snaps. Rasheed Rice. And the good news is I think like 40% of the NFL was the Shanahan offense. So Right. Some iteration of it. So Out here watching like him, Trent, Trent Sherfield seal Miles Garrett on a down block on the edge for an outside. Trent Sherfield's a good player. He's a very good player. So the, I, I'll, I'll, I will be disproportionately high on wide receivers who can block because it's relevant to me. Well, I, I, I like that. And I'm not, I'm not accusing you of anything here, but like, oh, I feel like go. I've, here comes no, the no, slander. No, no, this isn't slander, but I feel like <laughs> I've always been the guy that, that like wants to talk about wide receivers blocking and corners that tackle. And I'm sick of getting poo pooed by that. You know what I mean? Like watch football. It matters. It freaking matters. So, and I think it's, I talked to Jim Nagy last night. You know what he told me? He was, um, he was watching this offensive tackle from Frostburg state. All mm-hmm. right. And, uh, who's getting a, an invitation to this. He, he's going, he's going to the senior bowl. And he, uh, you know, we he, will, we will. Oh God. I don't know what it is. So you can break news. Here. Uh, it is for the senior bowl. Oh, is they it an offensive lineman? Yes. He, okay. Jim also told me last night that there was an offensive lineman acceptance coming this morning that I was going to be excited about. It's a big and, fish. Is it Osiris Torrance? It is not Osiris oh. Torrance. What position? It, offensive tackle, guard, or center? Offensive tackle. Jalen Duncan? Jalen Duncan is oh, headed okay. to Mobile. What's, just give me him versus Tyree Wilson all week long, man. Oh, Jeez. my Lord. And we're hoping Tyree Wilson's good. I know it sounded like he got banged up this past weekend, but uh, his pressure rate's like 20%. Yeah. I, you know, we're all over the board now. I mean, we're, we're totally off the rails. I want to Sorry, finish what, that story. Yeah, just so... <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. No, but you reminded me. You reminded me of that that I now have. I have to make uh, for Rasheed Rice. Do it. He he's drawn seventeen pass interference flags this year. Ooh, seventeen this year. That's a mind blowing stat, right? Like that's that's almost two per game. That's an insane number to me. He leads the FBS in receiving yards, and he's drawn seventeen pass interference flags. What? Can we start normalizing statistics like that, though? Because I it's have like no idea how good that is, but I'm sure it's the best. <laughs> well, think about all the hidden yardage, especially in the NFL, if you're you're yeah. drawing DPIs, right? Like, if you're drawing DPIs 50 yards downfield, it's a 50-yard gain. Yeah, it's the same as the catch. So, but the box scroll say, oh, well, he didn't contribute 50 yards. and well, No, you moved the field position 50, 50 yards. Yeah. It's huge. I, yeah. I think we, we need to embrace numbers like 17 pass interference is forced by November 15th. It's a hell of a good number. <laughs> what? That, that's, that's literally 1.7 per game. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that was good. Good math there. Good math. Draft needs to math. All right. I'll finish the story before we go crazy here with tier maker. Uh, he's watching this player from Frostburg state. And the first thing that he said to me was, was um, where they fell in love with him was when they, they, the first thing they did was they watched all of the turnovers, all of the Frostburg state, turnovers and they wanted to see how he, his effort how he pursued the ball pursuing the football tell me more about how stuff like that doesn't matter you know what i mean like i what was you remember talking to ozzy newsom this summer yes i do what do you remember what what you asked him i know what, i asked him about oh god this was so good um was it like was it like x factors 
X scouting X factors. Yeah. Like and he, it was, he, it was about like the, what it means the, to be a Raven or something. Yes. Like, what are those qualifiers? You got to the point where you, you non-negotiables. Yeah. You, you heard these, these players that got tabbed with, Oh, he just plays like a Baltimore Raven. And, and just curious what your non-negotiables were yes. for you as a talent evaluator to identify those players who you felt were worthy of that moniker. Right. And I don't want to butcher his response, but now you're going to want make me want to go back and, and listen to this. You know, he talked about Ray Lewis was the first name he brought up. He did it, but it was all about like effort and like what like, guys do on offense when they don't have the ball in their hands. Like all of those things, man, matters. So wide receivers who block, backs who block, offensive linemen who run down the field. Yes. Quarterbacks who get out in front after they they boot naked in the the on, on a run play and the the run bounces back their way and they they sprint out there and they throw a block in the open field. Means I'm sitting here watching defensive linemen on, on some of the NFL tape that I watched, and they're running sit routes ten yards over top of the ball, and the nose tackle takes a a rush up field, and he kind of goes to retrace his steps as the ball comes out, and he turns around, he chases down the 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 sit route sitting over top of the ball. Cause he got tied up with the tackler. Like th- those kinds of effort plays will matter everywhere. Yep. I'm in on all of it. All right. But, but a defensive backs primary responsibility is to make plays in the passing game, Joe. So I know tackling doesn't matter. I know. I've heard yeah. that before. Tear maker. Tear maker Could, Wednesday. Tear maker. Or is it, tear maker like t-e-a-r because people are going to be mad at our takes right now I'm sure. i don't think they're going to be mad at any of mine I think so. i'm sure they will it's food take so you know people it's get good matter, for something. yeah 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 pronunciation and food uh that's where we get slandered um, you know <laughs> another random story here since chris isn't here to keep us in line i'll drop this one on you you know the weirdest hill like working in media like get the comments. People say, don't read the comments. Don't read the tweets. Well, like, especially now that like we do some stuff on YouTube. So I have had this one individual for the dolphins podcast, lockdown dolphins, who is just so steaming mad that I did a post game podcast with a glass of bourbon. And like, I, I drank it on the air and he's left a comment for like three straight weeks about like how, um, how bad of a role model I am because I'm drinking on on the internet and all the under 21 year old people must hate it. Well, one of our sponsors this week on the ad read calendar total was wine. total wine. Yeah, <laughs> total wine. So I'll read you the. Uh, oh no! I'll read great. you the comment that he left. Total wine and more is the perfect sponsor for you and your drinking on camera. I'm sure all the people under 21 are happy to see it, but. He said, you're drinking on camera. He used Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. So I hit him mm. with the reply with the the asterisk and the pro- the proper correction of, of which he ought to use. He hasn't got back to me yet, but mm. totally weird hill that I own. Just tell him it's apple juice. We all, right. we all know it's it, We all know juice. it is apple juice anyway. So. Right. Why is, what's the big deal? Okay. Food takes. All right, so we have uh, Tier Maker, and this is a template. So if you go to TierMaker.com, that you can find this template. And they've assembled uh, a large list of fast food restaurants, some that I wouldn't even qualify as fast food restaurants, but they're all national-type places. And uh, because it is National Fast Food Day here, we wanted to celebrate that by putting the most prominent fast food restaurants into buckets or tiers, if you will. And so we we have five tiers. The tiers are top tier, top shelf, right? This is the the best of the best. We have good. We have if I have to, right? As hey, if I have to eat it, I will. Uh, Kyle opened up a can of bourbon. What, wow. What, yeah, was that a that was bourbon? That's a can, can <laughs> is that of bourbon. a beer? We'll never tell. A hard pass and never had it. So never had it, hard pass, if I have to, good, and top tier. And so can, we're can kinda, we just get the, the never had it out yes. of the way? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. These are the ones that I've never had. Uh, Baja Fresh, never heard of it. California Peach Pizza Kitchen. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese, 
I never had that. You've never had no, Chuck E. Cheese? No, I've never been. Never been, so never had goofy. it. No. You're a goofy guy. <laughs> I've never been to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Pollo Loco, never had it. Uh, Church's Chicken, never had it. El Taco, never heard of it. Elevation Burger, never heard of it. Whataburger, never had it. In-N-Out Burger, never had it. Long John Silver's, no chance I'll ever eat that. Fast Food Fish, hard pass. Uh, Nana, is it called Nana? I, I guess Nana. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cut uh, off, so we can't see the yeah. full thing. White Castle, and I guess it's called tortilla or something. Beef burgers, I don't know. What is that? I I don't know what it is, but those are the ones I've never had. So Baja Fresh, California Pizza Kitchen. What is it? Cookout? Is it just called you, Cookout? You've never had Cookout. Oh, don't don't play this game with me. <laughs> uh, Elevation Burger. Shake Shack, never had Shake Shack. No, yes, you have. I've had it with you. You bet you we were there at the same time that we went there in LA. Oh, is that what? We did? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, it's it's going up in if I have to. It was pretty mid, and they got my order wrong because every time we take a travel trip somewhere, I can't go the whole trip without one order just being like everybody that's else true. eats, and I'm sitting around waiting yeah, for them to get true. my order right. Can't confirm. So, I remember that road, uh, Texas Roadhouse steak experience one year. That oh was my me. lord! Yeah. All right. Uh, did we agree that it was Tortillo? Whatever that is, never had it. Whataburger. Uh, I think we agreed it was Nana, even though I don't think that's the full <laughs> thing. Uh, Del Taco, Pollo Loco, and Jack in the Box. Never had Jack in the Box. All right. Never had Jack in the Box. All right. So uh, pretty similar list of we never had it. Maybe that's because we're both on the East Coast. But Do you want to go top down or bottom up here? Bottom up. Bottom up. Hard, hard, hard pass. Passes, hard pass experiences. Yep. And the hard pass bucket for me, Boston Market, get it out of here. I don't want your bacteria-infested food that you scoop out into canisters for me to eat. My not, goodness, Joe. Not doing it. No, it's it's disgusting. Buffets, anything where your food is just sitting out in that type of – I'm not doing it. Uh, checkers, that's just expensive crap that you have to get when you're at like a – like on a field trip in school or on an amusement park. Overpriced crap is what that is. Uh, Jack in the Box – I uh, went there one time, Kyle. There was a job application on the tray. Um, I, not not doing it. No, I can't. That's a dis- <laughs> big disqualifier for me. Uh, you can't just, no. Uh, Starbucks, gross, horrible, overpriced, disgusting. And Subway, there are 10 trillion better places to get a sub than Subway. Okay, so I, w- I want to preface this by saying – You'll see a theme with some of these, and it's because of my dietary approach, which you know pretty good. I don't really do sweets because I really like sweets. So if I eat sweets, then I'm going to go into a dark spiral in a place that I don't want to be. So I, my policy is just I, I don't put myself in the situation to have to deal with the temptation. So there were some automatic no-goes for me, even though like the things that they sell are actually very good, like Cold Stone. Cold Stone is, is a hard pass for me, but it's not because of the quality of the ice cream. The, the ice cream there is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so just from a desserts and sweets perspective, the no-goes were Cinnabon, Cold Stone. Cinnabon also smacks, but I can't have it because I would eat it every day. Cold Stone, uh, Dairy Queen, and Krispy Kreme, and Baskin Robbins. Excuse me. Those. those so you pr- just put the sweet stuff in there. Uh, all all right. the sweets are on the hard pass because all I right. I dropped fifty bucks. Okay. Right, and and you know you didn't have any of those in in the hard pass, so obviously they're all at least reasonably acceptable to you. So I think you, we would agree there that there's reasonably acceptable things to get in all those places. Sure. Uh, my my other ones: Chuck E. Cheese hard pass. Uh, it's really fun when you're 12. I can't imagine that I would have any, anywhere near any level of enjoyment to go get a pizza at Chuck E. Cheese now. Uh, Papa John's, uh, just based off the principle of Papa John himself being a total bozo. Um, I know he's out of the picture now, but like, I just just on principle, his his name's still tucked in there, even though I don't think he is Papa John. Uh, Five Guys, I think it's. Pretty overrated. It's Ooh, super greasy. You're done. People are gonna kill you. I for know that. they're gonna kill me. It's super greasy. I, I don't feel like feeling like shit when I eat food. So the five guys is out. I agree with you on checkers, and I also agree with you on Starbucks. Starbucks is hot garbage at this point. Yeah, and the, it's so it's it's outrageously overpriced. 
and the coffee itself is so bitter. bitter that it's I finish and I'm like, I need to buy another beverage to wash the Starbucks out of my mouth. <laughs> and dude, what's amazing is how many people don't agree with us because I every Starbucks I ever see is just got a line Packed out the door. Dude, Packed it's like like airports that what people will do to get that cup of coffee at Starbucks blows my freaking when there's mind. when there's eight other coffee places that are open that have two people standing in front of them. Right. For the Starbucks. Wow. For two X the cost too for the same size Bad. coffee cup. Hard pass. Hard Bad. pass. All right. In the if I have to bucket, um, I have Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm not going to go there by choice, and if I go there, I wouldn't have wings. I'd have also have Buffalo Wild Wings there, yeah, yeah. like a sandwich or something. Burger King, Hardee's, Domino's, Little Caesars, McDonald's, Panda Express, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, and Quiznos. Okay, this this was my largest bucket. Really, of okay. if I have to, and I'll read all the names, and you can ask me anything that you'd like to about any of them. Panera Bread, Buffalo Wild Wings. Bojangles, Boston Market, Burger King, Carl Jr.'s, McDonald's, Sparrow, Wendy's, Subway, Panda Express, In-N-Out, Hardee's, and Shake Shack. Um, least memorable experience of any of these because I forgot that I went. <laughs> like in, in the last year. <laughs> right. Yeah, like six <laughs> months ago. Um, I don't take any exception with it. Um no, nothing stood out to me. Those are fine choices to me. Um, I used to really like Panera until I did the math on how much money I was paying to go to Panera with some regularity for like you know a half I, a sandwich and a when small, you said, small, small cup of soup. When you said that to me, um, when you said Panera, I, I did think of the question, but then you kept on going and I forgot about it. But uh, that's a fine justification. Good food, bad prices, small quantities. Yeah, you just don't you get no bang for your buck. The Wi-Fi is good, but it's also like not really in its spirit fast food either. It's more of like a hybrid sit down type place. Well, I Buffalo Wild Wings is chilling here in this tier maker. Right. Yeah, (laughs) I'll go. I'll go have a couple drinks, have the games up on TV. But if I'm going to eat, no, like hard pass. Like, yeah, who who would make a conscious choice like, hey, we're going to go out to eat tonight. I really want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. My wife used to work there when she was in um, high school. And one of our favorite restaurants that's up here, there's a Buffalo Wild Wings right next to it. So the last time we went, I actually went and parked in the Buffalo Wild Wings parking lot just to kind of pull the pull her leg. And she got, she was like, you could take me home before I'm going to go in there and eat. <laughs> and I, I know with the little one, date nights don't come around often. Right, right. She was like, I'm out. We're going I'm home. I'm doing it. And you don't, I mean, you don't have a ton of options around you too, right? Oh or yeah. Is, is no, that getting it's better state, state of Delaware. There's like 10 restaurants total up here. So yeah. I think I've ate at all of them. Yeah. The green, the green turtle. Don't get the wings. Don't get the hot don't wings. Get, they're they're the too wings. hot. They are too hot. Uh, okay. Good. Kyle, I got a lot in good. Um, I can tell just, I'm doing math based off of what, <laughs> what you've revealed and what I know is left to be revealed. So yeah. go ahead and get on your all soapbox right. here. Uh, I'm just going to list them. Annie Ann's, Baskin Robbins, Bojangles, Chipotle, Cinnabon, Cold Stone, Cookout, DQ, J, uh, Jimmy John's, KFC, Krispy Kreme, Panera, Popeyes, Qdoba, Shake Shack, and Wendy's. They're good. Uh, let me ask you. I, I I just have one question for you out of this stretch. When you go to Annie Ann's and you get something, do you ask if they have onions in any of it? I don't need to. They're pretzels, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretzels. I do get them unsalted. Unsalted? Yeah, it's too much. You ever get the cinnamon sugar ones though? Uh, Lorraine gets them, and so oh I like, like have a bite. Yeah, you you get so high on the sugar, and you crash so hard mm. from the sugar. But they are delicious because they they got like the right amount of like butteriness to them too. Right, it's not like a bone dry soft pretzel. You ever get the ones that you buy at the grocery store and you stick in the microwave for forty seconds? Soft pretzels. Uh, it's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since. But I've you done remember that. you they you yeah. used to do that, right? And just like it was just like eating your desk. <laughs> but you <laughs> did it, right? You'd find something <laughs> to dip it in or something right. like that, and it, you'd make do and it'd you be said, fine. 
eating your desk. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. No, it was an unsalted, frozen microwave soft pretzel is literally like eating your desk. What what was the best what was the best comp today? An older Daniel Jones being Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> or, or an unsalted microwave pretzel being eating your eating desk. Your desk. What a day. Uh, what a show. All right, yeah. what do you got in good? Uh my good is Annie Ann's Dunkin' Donuts. I will go to a Dunkin' Donuts at the airport every time I'm there. Uh Domino's Pizza, Church's Chicken. White Castle, Pizza Hut, but Joe only for the Pizza Hut buffet, so you can get piped with that Boston Market take that you had earlier. Sonic, Cadoba, Jimmy John's, KFC, and of course, Long John Silver's. You eating the fast food fish? Yeah, the shrimp. I'll do shrimp though. And there's people I know that go there and get like a fish sandwich. Fish sandwiches in general just kind of missed the mark for me. Bro, like it, it doesn't terrible. It doesn't even have to be like fast food. Like, hey, we got these fish fillets. We're gonna put them in the oven and we'll like make it. Nope, you can keep it. I think we're gonna have some overlap here on the top shelf. It sounds like it. Do uh, do you have Taco Bell on your top shelf? Oh, of course I do. Do you have Quiznos in your top shelf? No. Do you have Chick Fil A in your top shelf? Yes, of course. Do you have Arby's in your top shelf? Yes, of course. Do you have Popeye's in your top shelf? No, I, I've got it in good. Um, I think the only one, other one that I didn't mention was Little Caesars, and I know that's not in your top shelf. So, Did you just a, give us your top shelf? Yeah, I just I quick snapped it, yeah. Can you go again? Yeah, I'll let you digest it this time. Yeah. Get it, digest. Talking about food. Arby's, Little Caesars, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, Taco Bell, Quiznos and Popeyes. So what what put Little Caesars like ahead of the other fast food or like net chain pizza places? Just like the pizzas. When they did the whole overhaul a couple oh, years ago. Like the pizzas. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kyle. I'll start here on free golf. <laughs> Wait, I was a free chicken sandwiches. Because the food's good. It's chicken. I like chicken. I like fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, they... It was a couple years ago that they, it's probably more than a couple at this point, and I'm just misremembering, but they like did like the full rebrand on like their recipes for the pizza, and I thought they did a really nice job. So it's kind of stuck with me since. I think my new, whenever we talk prospects the rest of the way here. So, Joe, what do you like about CJ Stroud? It's like his game, I like the way he plays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I answered the question. Top tier for me Arby's, Chick fil A, Dunkin' Donuts, put it in there. Five guys, that's our biggest discrepancy. I'm, mm. I'm in on the five guys. I love Sbarro. I've always had a little soft spot for it. Okay. I think it's I think it's because I love pasta salad. And so I could get pizza and a pasta salad on the side, and we like we we could vibe to that. Uh, Sonic, you, you would did, get pizza and pasta salad in the same sitting. Yeah, because you can at Sbarro. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Sonic, did you, where did you put Sonic? Uh Sonic was in good for me. I'm a big fan of Sonic. Like I think Sonic is the best fast food burger and it's not close. And Taco Bell. Who doesn't like Taco Bell? Like even did, bougie people in California like did, Taco Bell. Did you see the the whole thing that went viral a couple weeks ago about like spending thirty dollars on Taco Bell or whatever it was? Uh no. Let me see. I don't if think I can I've ever this. done that. <laughs> think about Taco Bell is you're in you're you're set for like ten bucks, you're good. So it, it, for whatever reason, somebody posted something and was like, um, unreal how expensive it is to, to get X, Y, and Z these days. Just a typical, just bitch about the world type tweet, right? It was like, I spent, just spent $27 on Taco Bell or something like that. That And then everybody, everybody was like. I could eat $27 Taco So a bunch of people did like the challenge where they would order $27 worth of food from Taco Bell and see if they could eat it. Do you think you could eat $27 worth of Taco Bell? Yeah. Like comfortably, right? Yeah. I think so. I don't I know. I'm not think a, so. I, I don't, I don't see myself ever doing a volume food challenge. You're not really a glutton. I do want to do like, I like the, I'm interested in the one chip thing. When are we going to do that? We were supposed to do that in Tuscaloosa. 
but we couldn't find the chip. I don't know. Are you going to do it? No, no. My my competitive food experiences are retired. Volume. I think there's a difference between volume and heat, though. I am retired. All right. We'll see. I'm just sitting here looking at the Taco Bell menu. Oh God, twenty you're getting twenty doesn't the delivery fees don't count. So correct, you're get 20, yeah, twenty seven dollars worth of food. So I'm trying to see like what the expensive big ticket items are here that to eat away at the cost. Right, just get a, get just get that many soft tacos. Just well, pound you, them. you can get a taco party pack, which is twelve tacos for twenty three dollars. I have. Go. You can I get ordered, a supreme taco party pack is twelve. 12 Supreme Tacos for $31. Do you think you can do it? 12 of them? Yeah. I could if I was hungry enough. Uh, I did. I ordered one of those things the other, uh, not the other day. It was several months ago. And I think I ate like seven. And then I gave the rest to my father-in-law who will take every leftover known to man. It's an amazing situation. 12 pack uh, variety taco pack is $29. So that would qualify as well. They don't charge you for the sauce packet, so that's a bummer because that could have been a real nice life hack for us there. But all right, we're done. Uh, if you, you guys enjoyed, appreciate it. And we, we certainly are off the rails, uh, but uh, blame Chris. Let Chris know that he's dearly missed here on Draft Dudes because we're, otherwise we're just a couple of guys being dudes and well, we're going to go wherever we, the wind I takes know that us. You're going to thank our friends over at Bet Online for their I am for their continued support of the show for sure. But but if Bet Online had, um, had odds on Chris Schubert, being here for tomorrow's show, what would they be at? Uh, I would say yes, plus one fifty. Okay. And so you think there's a strong chance he's back? Tomorrow. Well, plus one fifty is still a net positive, more than fifty per, or more oh, than one hundred percent payout. You know me, so, I'm, I'm amazing at this yeah. stuff. With true, so true I'd say no, and... like no's probably minus minus one twenty, and yes, plus one fifty. So it's more likely that he's not here. Yeah. Yeah, All I'd right. say so. I mean, we're we're on we're on a three day drought here, so who who knows? I forgot what he looks like. I legitimately do. I don't even know what he sounds like anymore. Yeah, same. All right. Well, Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Draft Dudes. Uh, we'll we'll see who's here with us tomorrow. So come on back you and, and find out. You and me. Come on back and find out along with the rest of us. So thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you were at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.